Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to read verses 20, 21, and 22. Would you join me there, please? The scripture says, By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. If you're in the habit of marking your Bible, would you circle the word or underline the word blessed? Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, verse 21, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed, there's that word again, both the sons of Joseph, his grandsons, and worshiped, leaning upon the top of his staff. Verse 22, by faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. Two times in these verses, we read the word bless. As Isaac and Jacob came to the end of their lives, we see here in Scripture that they pronounce blessings over their children. This is uh, told for us back in Genesis chapter 27. Isaac there pronounced a divine blessing on Jacob with language reminiscent of the language of the blessing that God proclaimed to Abraham in Genesis 12. Jacob, in turn, pronounced divine blessings on each of his grandsons in Genesis 48, and then his sons in Genesis 49. It's interesting that down through the pages of Scripture and down through the pages of history, the dying blessings of both Isaac and Jacob find their way in the pages of the New Testament, not just the Old Testament, but the pages of the New Testament here in Hebrews chapter 11. This is referred to as the patriarchal blessing. The patriarchal blessing was first passed down from God to Abraham then from Abraham to Isaac, his son, then from Isaac to Jacob, his son, then from Jacob to Joseph, his son, and then from Joseph to his sons. The word patriarchal in our culture today, this term has been misunderstood and maligned. The term actually means Related to or characteristic of a patriarch. Characteristic or related to the head of a family or the father. The word patriarch is different than patriarchal or patriarchy. Patriarchy is defined as an institutionalized social system in which men dominate over others. Now, ladies and gentlemen, hear me carefully and hear me quickly. What the Bible is setting forth here has absolutely nothing to do with domination, and it has everything to do with godly influence and leadership in the home. In fact, true spirituality in the home is all about the man lovingly leading his family as the main representative of Christ's likeness in that home. And the patriarchal blessing was the covenantal transfer of the favor of God for the future of the child. 
Every life in this room has been profoundly impacted by a father. Whether for good or for bad. There's a very telling article that was published in February of 2019. The title was Fatherlessness, an Epidemic that Threatens Our Future. It begins with these words, and I quote, There is an epidemic that is quietly destroying the lives of our children and our young people. It's fatherlessness. The writer Bob Griffin says in the article that father absence may be the most critical social issue of our times. One researcher wrote, the need for a father is on an epidemic scale. And father deficit should be treated as a public health issue. End of quote. And I would agree with that, dear ladies and gentlemen. I would submit to you this morning, and I make no apology for this statement, that the greatest social and spiritual ill of this country and this culture and this world can be traced back to fatherlessness in the homes. It can be traced to disjointed, disengaged, absentee fathers who will not step up and have not stepped up in the role and the lives of their family. Every form of social ill that you could imagine can at least be helped, if not totally cured, by the influence of a godly, biblical man in the home. Is it any surprise, ladies and gentlemen, that God in his word set forth such a profound and powerful Example of the man inside the family unit. The man, the father. His role may be diminished in today's culture, but not in scripture. A godly man is just as important and just as vital in the, any family and home today, and I would say maybe more so than at any other time in history. And here we have in Hebrews an example reaching back to the book of Genesis, the Old Testament, of how these men, these dads, end the lives of their children, particularly their sons, but not restricted to sons, but in the role of leading and shepherding the hearts of their children, these men pronounced a blessing upon their families and their children. It's the patriarchal blessing. Why is the patriarchal blessing so important? I want to give you three reasons real quick. Listen very carefully. Lean in this morning. May the Holy Spirit of God speak to our hearts and captivate us. Reason number one, first of all, the patriarchal blessing highlights the inestimable influence of fathers. In the Bible, the father was to be the main influence in raising kids, not the mother. Please don't get mad at that statement. You see, the covenant is passed on by the man. Men were held responsible, not the mother. 
That's why God in Genesis 3, when Adam and Eve sinned, that's why God came looking for them and he said, Adam, where are you? Not Adam, where are y'all? Because Adam bore the responsibility. Dr. Meg Meeker, who is a 30-plus year pediatrician, who is a respected author, she wrote the book, Hero, Being the Strong Father Your Children Need. She said this, Fathers are the central figure in the identity formation of a child. In the mind of their children, they are the ones whose presence makes everything right and good and whose absence throws off the balance. Tony Evans said, and I believe it's absolutely true, that every single place we look in our culture, all around we see father wounds. We see hurt and anger and disappointment and bitterness left in the wake of wounds that were created by disengaged, detached, dispassionate fathers. Dr. Meeker went on to say that every person takes one man to their grave, and that's their dad, for good or for ill. If you have pain, she said, from your childhood, you carry that pain to your grave. If you had joy from your childhood, you carry that joy. By the time your dad gets to the end of their life, you either want more time with them, if you had a good relationship, or you want more healing, if you had a painful relationship. Nobody in this room would argue the fact of the profound Influence that a dad has over their family. A good dad makes all the difference in the world. A good dad sees more in us than what we see in ourselves. What you see here in the patriarchal blessing is you see affirmation. You see these men in the patriarchal blessing saying to their sons that these sons can be all that God created them to be. They can experience the favor that the Lord has planned for the rest of their lives. And all dear dads, listen to me, even grandfathers, please do not underestimate the power of your words. Proverbs says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And dad, hear me carefully. What I'm talking about right now is not being disingenuous with your children. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying to be dishonest with them. (laughs) If they're not really not good at something, don't tell them they're the best. Okay. (laughs) Don't lie to them. (laughs) But gracious day, don't discourage them. Don't drain the life out of them by your negativity. Your words are so powerful. Men, your words are powerful in the lives of your children and grandchildren. You you do know if you'll think back to how powerful your dad's words were or the absence of your dad's words. They make the difference. You can either, dad, speak life and hope into your children Or you could kill them and suffocate them. They need to know 
that there's one man in this world who's in their corner and is rooting for them. And that's you. You see, the patriarchal blessing shows us the influence of a father in a home. Then there's a second reason this is so important. Because the patriarchal blessing represents the transferring and the conferring of everything. Everything that a child child needs to be successful. It represents the conferring and transferring of everything a child needs to be successful. One writer said that the White House is not going to be able to fix your house. And that's true. And I will say this, dear ones, that so many times the church house isn't going to be able to fix your house. If you, Dad, do not determine to let Jesus help you at your house. Whoever owns the family owns the future. We live in a day of parental outsourcing where parents turn this job over to school. They turn it over to sports. They turn it over to church. They turn it over some to the government. Whatever institution, whether it be ecclesiastical or educational or athletic, can I say this, dear one? Nothing, nothing can take the place of the family and the home and the life of your child. Nothing can substitute for the influence of dad and mom. So what are we passing on to our families? Adam and Eve passed on a curse. But you and I are to pass on a spiritual legacy to our children. Tony Evans says we live in a generation of parents who want our kids to have skyscraper potential on a chicken coop investment. Amen. And you You see, our job is not to give our kids more than we had or better than we had. But our job is to give our kids what we have. And that has nothing to do with possessions and everything to do with the spiritual inheritance and legacy. Passing on that blessing to them means passing on to them the importance and the way to seek and find the favor of God in their lives. The goal is not to leave something to your children, but to leave something in your children. Charles Spurgeon said, train up a child in the way he should go, but you better make sure you're going the same way yourself. Every father is responsible to pass on that blessing. And I want to say this to every single mother in this room. First of all, let me say quickly, my hat is off to you, dear sister. If you, some of you men and some of you ladies know what it is to grow up and be reared by a single mom. I say this to encourage you, dear ladies, this morning. Because for you, your situation was not one of your choosing. 
I want you to know that God is for you and that you have the favor of God on your life and you have the protection and the grace of God over your family. And I want to say this to you, dear ladies, whoever you are today, and I'm not trying to single you out or embarrass you, but you, you, you hold your head up. You walk with God every day. You let Jesus be your leader. You let Jesus be your guide. You follow the scripture. You train and raise your children according to the word of God. You realize that Jesus has entrusted you to raise holy warriors for his glory and honor and namesake. And you be faithful. And Jesus will work in the lives of your children. What, what I am today, and I'm nothing, but if I'm anything at all, I owe it all to Jesus, and I owe it all to my mom, who put me in the right position for other godly men to come around my life. One writer said, we have a generation of unblessed children because the fathers did not transfer the blessing. Some of you struggle with issues in your life because you didn't have that blessing. That's not to throw shade on your earthly parents at all. But that statement should highlight for you, dear sir, the need for you to be the man that God called and created you to be. Just because somebody in your life shirked their responsibility, that does not mean that you or I have a pass on shirking our responsibility before the Lord. Just because you didn't have the dad that would meet the criteria as a spiritual role model, that does not mean, sir, that you can take an exemption and have anybody or anything to blame for you not being the man in your house, in your family, or in your nation, in your culture that God called and created you to be. You can be who God called and created you to be. And I close with this thought that the patriarchal blessing pictures the role our Heavenly Father provides for each of us. Now listen carefully. You see, our Heavenly Father is our source of acceptance, love, blessing, provision, protection, and wisdom. Our earthly fathers are supposed to be a visual representation of that in the lives of their children. Every person needs a godly father who will bring the heavenly father's perspective to you and mirror the principles of what God is like. Unfortunately for some, the idea of father is someone who disappointed you, someone who hurt you, someone who discouraged you, frustrated you, embarrassed you, mistreated you, or abandoned you. But I want you to know, as Stephen Kendrick said, that God, as the perfect father, created fatherhood on earth as an introduction for who he is. It's interesting to me that in Jesus' first public sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, that Jesus refers to God as father 17 times in those three chapters. That is significant. He wanted them to understand that God was not only the covenant-making God of their ancestors, he was also their Abba Father who wanted them to know him in the fullest sense of the word. 
The word father means source. And our father in heaven is our source for everything that we need in this life and in the next. And you and I, men, as godly men, are to be an image bearer of that and a replica on earth of what our heavenly father is to us. We learn in Matthew 6 that he is a faithful provider who gives us daily bread. We learn in Matthew 9 that he is our strong protector. We learn in Matthew 3 that he is our loving leader. We learn in Proverbs 4 that he is our truthful teacher. We learn in Psalm 10 verse 14 that he is our willing helper. We learn in Hebrews 12 that God our Father is our helpful encourager. We learn in John 15 that he is our compassionate friend. That's who he is to you. That's who he wants to be in your life. And these are the characteristics that he showers down on us and that he wants us to model and display. I'm going to ask all the adult men in the room this morning to stand. Would you stand? All the adult men stand and remain standing, please. Some of you, dear brothers, today in your life, you know what it is to grow up with a strong, solid, biblical man in your life. How awesome that is. I'm grateful for the influence of godly men in my life. I'm so thankful that God in his sovereign providence and plan had men along the way, even today in my life, who were speaking truth into Christian pal. It's revolutionized my life. Some of you men did not grow up with that. Some of you men do not know what it is to have a patriarchal blessing passed on to you. You've never had a godly man put his hand on you. Pass on that. I want you to know that for every Christian man in this room, Whether you have ever had that for you physically or not, you have a heavenly Father who wants to pass on to you His favor and His goodness and His plan and His purpose for you. Please remain standing. You see, this is the blessing from your heavenly Father. Your heavenly father says that you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Your heavenly father says that he has created you and called you and equipped you and empowered you to be a holy warrior for his kingdom. Your father says that you are not what this world says you are. You are what his word says you are. Your father says that your past, your sins, your family tree... Your greatest embarrassments don't have to set the tone for your future. Your father says 
that even though you may have been abandoned, abused, forsaken, neglected, dismissed, and forgotten by your earthly parents, he will never leave you or forsake you. Your father says that he will be a father to the fatherless and will provide a family for those who have been forsaken. Your father says that he is your glory and the lifter up of your head. Your father says that you are the apple of his eye and you are well pleasing in his sight. Your father says that the enemy Satan is not your friend. He's a deceiver, a liar. In fact, your father says that your adversary hates you, wants to steal, kill, and destroy you, and prowls about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But your father says that Satan is a defeated foe. Your father says that the only power Satan has over you is the power that you allow him to have. Your father says that he has come to give you life more abundantly. Your father says that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Your father says that you don't have to buy into the devil's lies or be bound by sinful habits or self-sabotaging default settings when you're stressed, hurt, and angry. Your father says that you're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror through him who loved us. Your father says at salvation, you've been raised to walk in newness of life and you've been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Your father says in this life, you've been given all the tools and weapons necessary to be successful in all the ways that he deems legitimate. Your father says, you don't need to live for the approval of man because you are already accepted in the beloved. Your father says that you can love and lead your family in a way that honors him and you can set a spiritual legacy that will last for generations. Your father says that through his power, you can break generational strongholds that have cursed your family for decades. Your father says that you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a set-apart people, a mighty army. Your father says to rise up and take your place, to step up and take your stand. Your father says, according to the riches of his glory, he will strengthen you with might by the Holy Spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to know the surpassing love of Christ and that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And now, dear brothers, I commit to you, to him who is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before his glorious presence with exceeding joy. To God be the glory. Let's go be the men that God has called us, created us, and empowered us to be. For the glory of the Lord and all God's men said, shall we all stand please, our heads bowed and our eyes closed.